The 463rd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet of up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX for 20% off your first purchase. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 463. It's going out to one of our friends in the Discord. Turnip, he's had a lot of episodes uh, dedicated to him, but this one has to go out to him because he is the man in love with Octagon, with a K, Octagon MMA. And that is what we're covering today because it's Monday, and that means regional MMA action on the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. I'm the one who will be setting up the brains behind our regional picks, the man who... Uh, kills it with his regional picks well we'll let you i'll let him tell you how much uh, he kills it on his picks um what to introduce him um i never mentioned off top we do have youtube now if you don't know subscribe to our youtube at the very least subscribe to money uh not money mma gambling podcast on youtube even if you don't watch us at the very least subscribe it'll be much appreciated all right let's bring in the brains behind our regional picks the one and only he's a gumby god again after his ufc performance this past weekend is gumby Breland. hello I had a good regional performance too. The only problem is, is Lux didn't wind up coming out with uh, with fight lines for us, uh, which yes. is kind of a bummer. Uh, one of their fights got canceled, but I did go three and one on my picks, uh, including one guy who I thought was going to be an underdog, although we'll never know. Um, so that was a nice little feather in my cap that I got him right. But weird that uh, our usual like offshore book stuff never showed with Lux fight league odds because they usually show up. But the good news is already odds uh available in some yep. places for octagon which is pretty exciting They're, they get out there early yep it is it is yeah it's because it's because of turnip they want turnips money yeah they're, they're trying to get the turnips of the world turnip loves himself some <laughs> octagon yeah exactly they are trying to get the turnips of the world. as i'm updating uh the odds here so uh one of the regional events has not happened yet what well, we'll get you behind the curtain uh, fury fc is still happening after we record this episode here um for your ear holes um tell us about Oct- i don't think we've covered octagon before have we i don't know if we've covered octagon before but we've talked about it it's like one of the best promotions in europe going right now like I know everybody talks about Cage Warriors being the best thing in Europe or or KSW. And this kind of sits like right at a happy medium between the two. Like KSW is paying their fighters enough that they're like not tempted to leave KSW. They feel like they're superstars. They fill big arenas. Cage Warriors is mostly like resigned itself to being like, okay, we're going to feed people to the UFC. Um, This is the prospect builder organization of Europe. Octagon feels like it's kind of in between. It's kind of dudes who are like maybe a little bit too old to get signed by the UFC. Um, but aren't like, you know, like they don't have like those like, you know, 40 and 12 records that you sometimes see in, uh, in KSW. We're like, man, that dude just fights every weekend. Although, I mean, we're talking about Ivan Butchinger. This yeah, episode. Yeah, he's got that record, right? Um, and so do two of the guys in the first fight we'll talk about. So um it, it's kind of like a sweet spot in between that like you'll see people graduate from octagon and go on to the ufc or 
go on to KSW or go on to other big promotions. Um, but they're also like, you know, like kind of putting on pretty damn good shows on their own. Right. So uh, it's a, it's a fun promotion to watch and a pretty easy one to watch too. Yeah. And it's usually it's home base is the Czech Republic. Correct. Yeah. I believe that's technically their home base. Although they do fights all over yeah. that kind of area, like Slovakia and Germany and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. This one's going taking place in Ostrava. Czech Republic. How how is it in Ostrava, Dan? I've never been in the Czech Republic. I've I would like to go, but I've never been. <laughs> All right, Octagon. Have our man Gami in for, for one of your events. Fly him in. This is Octagon fifth year talk about Kita versus Sam Sonidzi. Is that right? Sam Sonidzi. Yeah, Sam Sonidzi. Yeah. Sure. I didn't hear what you said, but we'll, we'll just assume you said yes. I, I was good at that. <laughs> um, this happening Saturday. 7 a.m. Eastern for the Jongs of the World, 4 a.m. Eastern, even better on Dazen. The you uh the main card and the prelims, Altagon MMA, the Ostrava Arena in Ostrava, Czech Republic in a cage, 11 belts. We're taking uh the top five and we're going to give you picks for them. If you want more than that, give them Discord. Um, Turnip probably has picks for every fight on the card, I'm sure. By that point, Gumby will as well. All right, we're going to start off with a light heavyweight about between Rafael Xavier versus Dan Vinny. So Xavier is from Belgium, Germany, excuse me, Germany. He's fighting Vinny, who is from the United Kingdom. Um, all right, I'm going to tell you about, do you, have you seen lines for this already? You have, right? Yeah, yeah I've seen them all. We'll tell you about, tell you about the underdog, Vinny, first. 24, 17, and 2. So he has been around. Uh, 10 knockouts, 13 submissions. He's been knocked out eight times, submitted six times. He owes us some rounds, I think, this guy. Uh, 1-0 in Octagon. He's won two straight. Before that, he lost two straight. Both of his past two wins have come via finish. He's not lost since November 2019. Multi-region championships on his... Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Uh, used to fight at heavyweight, middleweight, and welterweight. Oman and Bellator, 2008 was his pro MMA debut. He's also is 1-0 in Bare Knuckle FC. Inch taller than Xavier or Xavier uh, plus 300. Kratos is Xavier. Is it Xavier, Xavier, Xavier? Xavier, I'm pretty sure. Always when I ask you to pronounce the name, it's not come through and I don't hear what you say. So. <laughs> it's Xavier. <laughs> All right, fine. Yelling will help too. Yelling will make the internet better. Uh, Kratos, <laughs> we'll, we'll call him. He's 12 and seven, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. Five one in Octagon. Uh, so he's he's also 5-1 over his last six. Not surprised there. Won his last fight via TKL. He used to fight at middleweight. Four years younger than Vinny, and he's at minus 450. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Xavier here. Um, the, the thing about, you know, I don't love Xavier in a lot of ways, uh, and this is maybe one you just pass on this number because it's, it's maybe a little bit wider than it ought to be. He throws so big all the time. Like he, he's just one of those guys who like tr is trying to uncork like a home run every single time he throws. And then like, even when those aren't landing, it's still like high effort all the time. Like he's throwing spinning back kicks and he's throwing, you know, jump knees and everything else. And like, he's really powerful and he has the ability to knock people out. And it's really strong but like he gets tired quickly. Like in his last fight, he was exhausted in the second round. Um, obviously that worries me. Uh, and why I say, you know, like maybe just stay off the, a line that's this wide, but Vinny is not the type of guy who, who is going to beat him. Uh, this is a guy who like pulls guard 
uh, all the time and is like looking for heel hooks off of his back. He uh, should jump a gilly. I don't think he he ever is aggressive <laughs> enough to jump gilly. To be honest, with oh, you. even I think worse. He's more he's more like a guy who does an imanari roll into a leg lock. <laughs> yep. and and is yep. just gonna like. I mean, that's a recipe for Xavier just to like tee off on your head like a couple of times on the ground, and that should be all that it takes. Um, with that being said, like if he if Xavier doesn't land something big on Vinny in the like first couple of minutes, or you know, like by the end of the first round, and winds up in some like weird exchanges, or you know, like a ref doesn't stop a fight for some reason, I, I could see Vinny coming out and catching him in the second round or the third round. I don't think it's a high enough probability that I'm tempted by this number, but it's enough to scare me off of Xavier and like parlays and stuff. So uh, official pick, I'll take Xavier, but you know, I, I don't feel great about him here. Gumby's a coward. He doesn't feel great about his minus four fifty pick a coward I pick. Don't. And then you at, back at it up with price. coward at that price. I don't right. like him. Yeah, for sure. All right. One, one thing we can't agree on and we'd both do like is bet rivers, bet rivers. We are brought to you by them today. Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states plus where I reside, Ontario, Canada. Bet Rivers has some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. Depositing and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. Gumby, do you have a play for us today on this Monday? Um, let me let me think for a quick second. So we we talked about basketball last time. So let's talk about football this time. I think that I saw the Chiefs. Um, or no, that's Sunday night football. Monday night football is the Jaguars and the, the Bengals. The Jaguars should cover the nine and a half they have listed. Uh, the Bengals don't have a quarterback anymore. Uh, and that should be enough to, for the, the Jaguars to just blow them out. There you go. Sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B-E-T-R-I-V-E-R-S. Problem gambling call winning hundred gambler. All right. Let's move on up the card to a middleweight fight. Matisse Panaz. Panaj. Or is it penis, Dan? Panaj. You should know Panage. this. We've talked about him before. Oh, yeah, we have. That's right. I've probably called him penis at that time too. Matish Panaj from the Czech Republic versus Ole Magnor from where is he from, Gummy? He is from Norway. All right. I'm gonna tell you about. Magnor, it's probably manure, right? Or is it manure? Is it penis versus manure, Dan? It's, I think it's Magnor. I think you had that one right. Oh, that's no fun. All right, Magnor, it is then. Uh, eight and seven. His record's no fun either. Uh, two knockouts, four submissions. He's been finishing all of his losses four knockouts and three sub- submissions. So he's been knocked out four times, submitted three times. He owes us rounds for sure. Two and one in Octagon. 5-1 over his last six, including winning his last via submission. He used to fight at welterweight. He's at plus 700. Panage. Money is the nickname. 7-1 and one with six knockouts. That is quite a money record. He's been submitted one time. He owes his rounds as two, so this one's going the distance. 7-0 in octagon. Won his last fight via TKO. 5-2 and two in kickboxing. 2-0 in Muay Thai and a champion there. Eight years younger than Magnor. Two inches taller. Minus 2,000 is the current <laughs> line on this fight. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, you're not getting much money on money. There, there's not really much to say there. So, Panage is a guy who I think made a crucial mistake on Contender Series. Otherwise, he'd already be in the UFC. He fought. Oh, Cedric yeah. Oh, a Contender Series. Sorry. He fought, he fought Cedricus Dumas and uh, got guillotined like 30 seconds in. The guy has one of the most ridiculous reaches I've ever seen in MMA. You know, you mentioned he has a two inch height advantage. I think he's going to have a 10 inch reach advantage in this Ooh. fight, despite having a two inch height advantage. 
I think when I looked, it said he was 6'4 with a 6'11 reach, um, which is like one of the most bizarre looking things you've ever seen. He looks like a praying mantis. Um, and for some <laughs> reason, and for some reason, he clinched Cedricus Dumas uh, and wound up in yeah. a guillotine uh, and, and choked out. So this is one of those instances where like panage has got big knockout power. It's like boxing a guy who has broomsticks at the end of his arms. Like he just can't get near him. He's fighting, you know, like Magnor is a guy who like is pretty much just a jujitsu specialist. Um, I'm pretty sure he's filling in for somebody who they originally had fighting Panage, but also they like might just be setting up Panage with like a nice fight being that he's been away for yeah. a year. Um, you know, like he, I'll also say this about Magnor because I did just call him one dimensional and that's maybe not fair because he does have good counters, but like how you get a counter a guy who's got a six eleven reach. Like you're just not going to counter that guy. And I've watched Panage knock guys out with jabs. So like, expect Panage to win by early knockout. Don't get tempted by like the most ridiculous looking line you've ever seen on a regional card. This looks like a Bellador line. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still taking Panage. Here. Okay, there you go. Um, moving right along, we're zipping through the octagon picks here. Uh, we're going to featherweights now. Three five minute rounds. It's nothing but title fights here on out. So uh, we got Vladimir Lengal from you see from the czech republic as well versus samuel bark which is a great name uh yes lingal czech republic samuel bark is from i'm gonna say norway nope sweden see i'm getting all my flags mixed up today um need the kid here he knows all the flags all right we're gonna tell you about lingal first vlado is a nickname <coughs> as i cough out the nickname here he's six and two with six knockouts he's been submitted one time owes his rounds three and two in octagon He's won six straight fights. Has not lost since September of 2021. He's fight a lightweight, 9-0 in boxing and a champion in that realm. 1-1 in kickboxing, 1-1 in Muay Thai, plus 120. Bark, Simon Decker is the nickname. What a great nickname, eh? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> nope. he, he he has a, a, an alias, apparently. So uh, he's 8-2 with five knockouts. He's been knocked out once. 0-1 in octagon. He's won five of his last six. He did lose his last fight via TKO, though, in his Octagon debut. Minus 163. So much closer lines here. The closest ones we've hit so far. Yeah, and I'm going to take a dog here. I like uh, I like Lengal. So part of the thing I don't like about him, if you were like talking about him fighting somebody else, is that he kind of leans in when he strikes. He he throws overhands. That That's clearly his favorite punch. Um, you know, like he doesn't throw a lot of things straight. It's like up over the top on just about everything. And so he like leans way down when he goes to do that. Not really great if you were fighting somebody who could counter you, but like if you watch Samuel Barks uh, fight with, uh, I watched him fight Orlando Prince uh, back when that fight happened. That was probably a year ago at this point. And he just like, he sprinted at Prince with like his arms out, not even protecting his face, just his arms out to like hug him uh, and to try to get a clinch. Oh, buddies. Yeah. So like Bark is not hiding what he wants to do because that's what he did against Prince who is just like Prince is largely a grappler. Like Prince comes from a, a grappling background and still in that fight, Bark just wanted to clinch him. So up against a guy in Lengal who can like, first of all, he, those, those overhands I mentioned really powerful. He hits hard. Um, he, he's incredibly strong. And in addition to that, I've seen him uh, wobble a guy. And when that guy came to clinch and try to take him down, he like judo hip tossed him. So, like, I don't know if he comes from a judo background or if he's just, like, kind of got a few of those weapons in the tank. But it's enough for me to say, like, okay, well, it seems like he's got something there that could at least stop Bark. Uh, and Bark doesn't really have 
yeah, I'm not really impressed with his takedowns. I do like his jujitsu once it gets there, but I, I don't think he can get Langall down often enough uh, for this fight to go his way. And I, I think the discrepancy in the striking skill is way larger than the discrepancy, the discrepancy in grappling skills. I, I think Langall is just that much better when it comes to throwing hands. And I think he's going to catch one here. Should Bark not be the dog, Gumby? Uh, so first of all, Bark is the favorite, uh, and I was picking. Should not be the dog though. Uh, oh, I see. I see what you. It took there. you so long. I even did a big cheesy smile for you, and no, nothing. Gumby yeah, is pretty dead. Bark should be the dog, Gumby. Hey, that's that's boy, wonderful. Boy. What a what a plan for a time for a new co-host. Co you gotta have is... one. You're gonna have to find one that gets picks right though, because you didn't get very many on Saturday. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it, it, it can't be my kid who co-hosts my other show because he he uh, stonewalls all my stupid jokes as well. So um, maybe I'm the problem, Gumby. <laughs> maybe I'm the problem. All right, uh, let's tell you about. Should I tell you about one more fight? Let's tell you about one more fight, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the main event. This one is for this co-main event is for the vacant lightweight championship. I usually ask you why belts are vacant. Both the, this and the main event are vacant. Do you know why? I do. In this one, uh, this is weird. Uh, this belt used to belong to the guy fighting for the vacant belt in the main event. Uh, oh, okay. Lu- Lucenquita uh, had the lightweight belt. He broke his foot, and uh, but he broke his foot in a featherweight fight. He broke his foot in some sort of fight. And then decided to relinquish his lightweight belt to just mostly focus on featherweight. Uh, so now it is between a couple of other lightweights instead. Okay, there you go. Everyone get that? Good. Um, this one for the vacant lightweight championship, five five minute rounds. Ronald Parad Paradiser Paradiser. I think it's Paradiser. <laughs> But Paradiser, he's from the Slovak Republic, not the Czech Republic, uh, versus Ivan Bushiner. He is from Slovak Republic, too. We got some Slovak on Slovak action here. Um, what how his nickname is not the butcher, I do not know, but it's not Bushiner's nickname is Buki. He's 41 and 8, uh, 10 knockouts, 24 submissions. This man has been around and very extremely successful, eight losses and 49 pro wins. Uh, he's been knocked out five times, so that is the issue with him. Um, if he is going to lose, four one knocked gone. He's won two straight and four of his last five. Both of his wins, last two wins, have come via TKO. Used to be the featherweight champion, as Gumby said in this here promotion. This guy's got a, a, a busy mantle. He has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Mantle. Oh, you, you stole. Oh, my I said it. Oops. He's got you multiple regional championships on his. No, I'm not finishing it now. You have to finish it. Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be my whole, I have to do the whole thing myself now. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamblepodcast.com slash store. He also is a cage warriors champion. I was getting ahead of myself here. He's got lots of things on his mantle. As I said, 2008 was his pro MMA debut. Minus 110. We got ourselves, ourselves a pick em fight here. Do, do you know who Butchner lost his, uh, his cage warriors title to? Oh, I might've seen it and I forgot. Conor Tell McGregor. Conor McGregor. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh. He's been around a long time. Buki. <laughs> He's fighting Ronnie. All these guys, their nicknames are just shortened uh, last names or may, or first names. Uh, Ronnie Paradiser is 17 and 8. 10 knockouts, 3 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted 5 times. 11 and 4 in Octagon. He's won 4 straight fights and 6 of 7. He's won 3 straight via TKO or KO. He's fight at welterweight. 11 years younger than Buki. 5 inches taller, minus 120. All right, break down this. 
pick them fight pretty much a pick them fight so first of all this is a uh this is a rematch which i feel like is important to note these oh two, i missed that no <laughs> these two uh these two this threw is a down, rematch everybody yeah these two threw down about three years ago uh and and butchering your one in like two and a half minutes uh he picked up a rear naked choke victory and like that's that's kind of what he has to do in order to win because he's not a better striker here. he's a much worse striker he's a much better grappler um here and you know, he kind of just caught uh, a pair of Deezer off balance um, and, and got him to the mat. And then once he got him to the mat, it was, you know, kind of one-sided action. I'm going to go with the guy who lost the first one in pair Deezer. And the real reason why I'm going to go with him is that, first of all, he 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 just has, like, very quick hands. He's got a nice long jab. He's got nice range. Uh, he lands a good one-two that, like, makes up distance, and then he gets back out of there. Um and then the other reason why is that, like, this fight happened three years ago, which typically is, like, you know, it's not all that relevant, right? It's you're like, oh, three years. How much could it really change in three years? Paradiser was 23 at the time. So when you consider what a prospect looks at tw- like at 23 instead of 26, I think he's progressed a lot. I think you see better takedown defense out of him now. I think you see crisper striking out of him now, which we didn't get to see a lot of in the first one anyway. Um, and then when you look at Butchinger, what is, how has he changed in that time? I think he was 34 the first time they fought and now he's 37. Like he's gotten a touch slower. Uh, It's a little bit harder for him to finish his takedowns. Now he's, you know, like the, the difference between a 23 year old and the 26 year old positive regression, 34 to 37, especially at weight classes like lightweight and below, not really usually positive regression. And I think the fight was closer than it looked like on paper the first time anyway. So I'm going to say Paradiser just is able to get the hands going this time. I think Butchinger struggles a little bit more getting the takedowns. Uh, and I think the, the youngster pulls it off here at uh, pretty much a pickup. You know who doesn't struggle? Underdog Fantasy doesn't struggle, right? No. They don't ever. Underdog Fantasy. <laughs> they, uh, after I get the, there's the read. And there it is on their screen for our YouTube viewers. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. And MMA. They always forget about us poor MMA fans. Uh, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Do you have something for Monday or Tuesday or anything going forward, Gumby? Yeah, you can uh, – I mentioned before I like the Jaguars on Monday Night Football. Might as well take Trevor Lawrence's higher than on his passing yards too. He's he's going to get going on the air. They'll, they'll probably get most of their points there. All right. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And our friends are back. Game time, they're back. That's a place to go with all your winnings to buy yourself tickets, last-minute tickets, because game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. I've scrolled through there, and they have tickets for everything last minute and you can forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more game time guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference snag the tickets without the stress with game time game time tickets make the perfect holiday gift download game time app create an account and use code cfbx for 20 dollars off your first purchase Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, all of Gumby's picks are guaranteed here as well. So, 
um, come to him if you lose and he money, will, money, he, money back guarantee. Yes. Uh, money back every, guarantee. Every, every, every dollar you paid me, I'll give it right back to you. <laughs> yes. So, so, so come at him on, uh, on Twitter and ask for your money back. Um, all right. Main event for the vacant featherweight championship. You just said the name. How do you say it? Lucini Kita. Is that right? You don't, you don't say the E it's just Lucin. Lucien Kita from he's from Belgium and he's fighting a German Nico Samsonidze and this is five five minute rounds for the featherweight championship of the world. So Nidzi, no one love is nickname. I was going to say no love, but that nickname is taken by someone else. He is ten and two, three knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once, two and zero oh knocked on. So he's won two straight and eight of his last nine. Won his last fight via submission. He's not lost since May of 2021. Used to fight at welterweight, 2012 Pro MMA debut, plus 300. Kita, Black Panther, 11-1 with seven knockouts. He's been knocked out once, 5-1 in Octagon. Lost his last fight, but that was via injury. He broke something, I think, or hurt something. He broke broke his, his foot. That's what made him right, relinquish the lightweight yep. title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Um, used to be the interim champion, and he used to be the – was. I think he was just the interim champion at featherweight, right? I believe that's correct, but I'm not yeah. 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I do have interim mark down here. Um, was regional champion as well. Used to fight at Welchweight. 0-0-1 as a pro grappler. 1-0-1 as a pro Muay Thai fighter. Three years younger than Samson Nidzi. Minus 450. I think, come to think of it, I think he failed to unify it. Um, okay. He fought uh, Mate. Man, now I'm forgetting Mate's last name. It's also Georgian sounding like Samson Eze, but it's not Samson Eze. Um, but anyway, I think he tried to uh, unify it and it didn't work. Uh, it, and then Mate uh, left the. Oh no, Mate went down to Bantamweight. Mate Sanakidze um, went down to Bantamweight. So uh, yeah, I, I think Kita, negative 450 favorite. We talked about uh, a negative 450 favorite in Xavier off the top that I said like leave out of parlays. You can include Kita. He's going to win this fight. Um, he's also a guy who throws big bombs. Uh, he's got huge hands, but he's also got the cardio to match it. So, like, I don't worry about him, like, like Rafael Xavier running out of gas. I don't worry about that with Kita. He can fight five five rounds if he needs to. Um, he's also got really good takedown defense. And with Samson, he, he just the, – the worry you have to have about him constantly – is that he fights too upright. Like he's constantly like chin way up in the air. Uh, and if you watch his last fight, which he won, by the way, if you watch his last fight, he was on wobbly legs three seconds into the fight. He had an overhand right pretty much the minute they got to the center of the cage on a counter. And he was like on, you know, like newborn baby deer legs uh, for like 30 seconds before he eventually got the fight to where he wanted to and wound up winning it. So uh, against a guy like like Kita, I, I don't think he's going to be able to eat one of those and survive. I think he's just going to go to sleep. Uh, and so, you know, Kita's got the, the gas tank. Kita's got the power. Kita's got the ability to strike. And I think he's got the takedown defense. So he he's uh, he's a good parlay piece at negative 450 that you don't even have to worry about making, uh, making your other bets a little bit sharper. Throw him in a parlay. There you go. That's your octagon. Hopefully it makes all the turnips of the world happy uh i'll recap kita i would tell you who he's taking in the coming event but i forgot to mark it down you're taking who? paradiser right paradiser fun name or uh, we got kita we got paradiser we got lingal as a dog uh we've got panage as not a dog definitely and then we have xavier right that's right 
All right, fantastic. All right, that is your regional MMA roundup. So this is Saturday at 7 a.m. Some of some of the sickos will be watching this for sure and shining about it in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, people are in there regardless of what hour these fights start at. So get in there. People are in there at all time, all times talking uh, MMA. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that for us very well. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. I'm also that on Instagram. MoneyMMA.substack.com is the place to be for my writing and pick contest. And Gumby's got the Top Turtle MMA podcast minus me. So fantastic right there. You don't have to listen to me. That drops usually midweek. Who's the guest you have in the in the tank already this week? Not the tank, but... I know I know for a fact Jamie Malarkey will be on uh, this there week. There'll be, a, there'll be a second one on there too, but definitely at least Jamie Malarkey. A surprise guest, perhaps. Um, and what else? Money, I'm not, I already told you about that. Uh, SportsGamingPodcast.com and the... Uh, and the Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Help us crush corporate gambling. Lucky I don't have to talk anymore because I've lost my train of concentration and my brain is jelly, apparently. So Gumby's going to take us out of here. All right, I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff One Love Fox. And we will see you on Wednesday.